morning I was faced with a dilemma. My dilemma this morning is going to be the topic of our 10 minute halacha shir this morning. I had to get back to camp because I wanted to give shir. And um, the, it was a fast day. It is a fast day. And it's therefore a long davening. So the easiest thing for me to do would have been to get up at uh, 5.30 or 6 o'clock, get in the car, and 6 o'clock regular time, which is 5 o'clock camp time. I'd be here by 7 o'clock, plenty of time to spare in time for davening. But uh, the downside of that is that I would then involve traveling almost two hours of driving before davening. And that is not so pashut, that one is allowed to do that. So I ended up not doing that. I ended up staying home and davening. Let me explain why. There is a Gemara in Masechah's Brachas, Tav Yudal Ramad Aleph, where the Gemara tells us, Amar Avidi Barav and Amar Yitzchak Barashiyan, a person is not allowed to take care of his own needs before he davens. You shouldn't have chores to do. You shouldn't do things for your own benefit before you daven. First priority in the morning is you take care of your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then you take care of everything else. In the very next line, the Gemara says, Same person says, that if a person davens before traveling, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of such a person, will take care of all of the needs of such a person. So the impression you might get from this Gemara is, okay, that it's usher for you to do things that you need to do before davening, but it's, and it's a really good idea to daven before you travel, but not that it's usher to travel before you daven, because after all, the way the Gemara says it is that anyone who davens first and then travels, Hashem takes care of them. So it sounds like that's a very nice thing to do, but not that it's absolutely required. However, the Beis Yosef in Simon Peitas says that such a reading of the Gemara would be incorrect. That would be an inaccurate reading of the Gemara. What the Gemara is telling us is, it is usher to travel before you daven. One is not allowed to travel before davening in the morning. The question is, to what degree is it usher? Like, why is it usher? Mishabura and Sivkat and Chaf in Simon Peitas understands that it's the same halach as the previous halacha mentioned in the Gemara. The Gemara said, you're not allowed to take care of your needs before you daven. Traveling is one of a person's personal needs. So just like you're not allowed to take care of your personal needs, you're not allowed to travel. It's just an example of a personal need that you're not allowed to do before davening. But there's nothing special about traveling. The Kleisenberger Rebbe, however, in his Tshuva's Divrei Yatsiv, understands differently. In, the, in, in, uh, in his Divrei Yatsiv, or Chaim Simenun Ches, he understands that traveling before davening is a greater iser than doing anything else before davening. He relies on a Gemara in Erevind of Samach Dalid, where the Gemara says, Derech Tardoso, that when a person travels, he gets all full blunted, he's not able to focus, and he's not going to be able to have proper kavana, and therefore while checking your emails or doing some errands or doing some chores before davening may not be ideal, it may not be best, but uh, traveling before davening, that's really bad because that's going to not only be a disrespect of a Kodesh Baruch that you're doing something before you take care of your relationship with Hashem, but it's actually going to ruin your tefillah also. And therefore, that's even worse to do before davening than, than uh, any, of, any of one's uh, other needs. There are some kulas, however. The Ramah writes in Simon Peitas Siv Gimel, V'yesh mekilin le'acha sh'amru mikzas brachos kodem sh'amru baruch sh'amar. That some are mekel, that as long as you say berch sashachar, and you say some brachos, even just the parts in the sitter that are before baruch sh'amar, then there are some that are mekel, and then the Ramah adds, but v'tov lahachmir b'zeh. 
but it's good to be machmir on that and not to rely that saying Baruch Shamar, saying the brachos, the Birch Shachar, is good enough. Now, why wouldn't it be good enough? After all, you're taking care of your relationship with the Kaddish Baruch on some level before you're traveling. So the way the Gemara had phrased it was that Kol HaMispalel Vachar Kach is a good thing when you're Mispalel and then you travel. Mispalel always in the Gemara means Shmona Esrei. Tefillah in general, whenever the word Tefillah is just Yustam, it always means Shmona Esrei. So it's difficult to assume, like the Ramah, like the Yesh Mekilin of the Ramah, that saying a few Berch Shach is good enough. On top of that, the Yorach HaShulchan on the spot points out that it's, it's, uh, the Ramah is very difficult for another reason. The, uh, the Yorach HaShulchan points out that the Ramah is quoting from a Chumas Hadashan in Simen Yudches. Chumas Hadashan is an interesting sefer. It's a Shailah Chumas sefer, but no one ever asked him any Shailahs. He asked himself, it was a style of writing, it was a literary style, where he wrote his Halacha sefer in a question-answer format, and in the Chumas Hadashan, he has the Shaila where uh, where he writes the Shaila that, what are people Somechan when they have the practice of saying a few Berchs Shachar and then traveling before they daven? And his answer is, nothing. It's wrong, because Tefillah means Shmon Esrei, and therefore you're not allowed to travel before you daven Shmon Esrei. That's how the Chumas Hadashan writes. So the Yerach HaShulchan says, Ramaz, according from the Chumas Hadashan, he says, Yesh Mekilin, who's the Yesh Mekilin? The Yesh Mekilin is the fictitious character that the Chumas Hadashan made up to be asking him the question just to set up as a foil so that he could then, he could then reject. I mean, there is no Yesh Mekilin. No one ever said it. He's quoting from the Shoel of the Chumas Hadashan, which isn't even, which isn't even a rabbi. It wasn't even, no one ever, no one ever held that way. Chumas Hadashan just set that up to reject it. And therefore, it says Yorok HaShulchan, it's very strange that the Ramah writes Yesh Mekilin and Tov Lahachmir. Neither part is correct. It's not Yesh Mekilin. No one was ever Mekilin. Therefore, it's not Tov Lahachmir. It's Ein Lahakel. You should not be Mekil on this at all. However, even the Yorok HaShulchan, who disagrees with the, with the Ramah, um, points out that if you're going to do a Dvar Mitzvah, then it would be Mutter. That if the, what you need to take care of before davening is a Dvar Mitzvah, or the reason you need to travel is for a Mitzvah, then it would be Mutter to do such things before davening. The, uh, the Aruch HaShulchan gives examples. He says you're going to give tzedakah or to collect tzedakah. You're going shopping for Shabbos or Yantif, taking care of your Shabbos and Yantif needs. Shulchan Aruch says one is allowed to do on Friday morning before davening, that that is all uh, permissible. Uh, let's say you have to go pick up a parent from the airport. Or Hashulchan doesn't give that example, but that you're allowed to do before davening, as long as it's some sort of mitzvah need. Now, Rav Vosner in Shevet Alevi Chelikhes Simen Yotes goes so far as to say that since the lashon of the Rama is just Tov Lahachmir, so how do you gauge that? When do you assume you're in a situation where you should say, okay, this is a good situation, this is a good-to-be-machmir kind of situation? And when do you assume that you could rely on the Yesh Mekilin? So Rav Vazner, unlike the Yerach HaShulchan, who rejects the Ramah, Rav Vazner says, no, you got to take the Ramah at his word, that Mekradin, it's mutter as long as you say, Birch Shachar, but Tov Lahachmir, it's a good thing to be, to be machmir. So he says, you know what Tov Lahachmir means? It means that if there's absolutely no reason why you would want to be mekil, then it's a good thing to be machmir. So for example, if you want to travel early before davening, let's say a lot of people, there's a guy in Meshul that works in Newark, 
and he lives in North Woodmere. Now, to travel from North Woodmere to Newark during rush hour will take him two and a half hours. But if he leaves at 6 a.m., it will take him 50 minutes at most, 45, 50 minutes, and he'll be able to get there and Davin in, uh, in Newark or in the, in the vicinity, in Elizabeth or whatever, somewhere in, uh, in, that, in that area. So uh, for him, the reason that he would want to travel before davening is that he doesn't want to sit in traffic. Says Rav Azner, that's fine, that's good enough. Tov lahachmir means when there's absolutely no reason not to be machmir, then you should be machmir. But if you have any reason that you uh, that you'd want to be uh, that you'd want to be mekel, then you're allowed to be you're allowed to be mekel. Again, that is against the Aruch Hashulchan. So so far we have the uh, the uh, Ramah who's extremely lenient, and Rav Vazner uh, passes like the Ramah who says that as long as you say Shachar, you're pretty much fine. You have the Aruch Hashulchan who's a little more machmir and says. I'll be lenient for its var mitzvah, but I don't get this whole birchas hashachar thing. I don't think that's any excuse. You have to have a real dvar mitzvah in order to be able to go. And then to the uh, to the to the the other extreme, you have the divrei yatsiv, the Kleisenberger Rebbe, who I alluded to before, where the Kleisenberger Rebbe says, "I don't even think you could be makel for a dvar mitzvah." He says, "Yeah, the shulchan aruch allows shopping for Shabbos or yantiv. Those are taking care of mitzvos midaraisa or midivrei kabbalah that are very important mitzvos that we allow you to do." And he says, "And also." That's not about traveling before davening. That's about chores before davening. Yeah, chores before davening will allow for dvar mitzvah. Traveling before davening, we're not going to allow for dvar mitzvah. This is the Kleisenberger Lashitasa, where he assumes traveling is more chamor than doing tzrachav, than doing whatever it is that you need to do, than taking care of your chores before davening. So he says, yeah, to do your chores before davening, if it's a dvar mitzvah, that might be mutter, but that, that would be mutter. But traveling before davening, he thinks even for a dvar mitzvah would not be permissible. Now the question is, how, what's called, um, so just uh, parenthetically, in, uh, in, in the Isha Yisrael, he quotes from uh, Rabbi Sion Abba Shaul in Orlet Sion, uh, and from Rukhaim Kanievsky, that let's say you live in Tel Aviv or you live in Beit Shemesh and you want to daven at the Kotel, so you said that you're allowed to do. To travel for, to the Kotel, that's considered a big enough Tvar Mitzvah. Again, on the other side, the Kleisenberger Rebbe was very machmir about this. He thought even traveling for a bris is also to do, because you're not allowed to travel for a Tvar Mitzvah. So if, you, if, you, if you live like me in North Woodmere and you have a bris in Tinek, he holds that you're not allowed to daven at the bris. You got to daven at home, then uh, then drive to the bris. So very very different views. But how long of a trip is considered to be traveling? Is considered to be yotzei l'derech. So Rabbi Sion Abba Shaul has a chiddush in all the Sion in the same uh, the same tshuva where he says anything less than an hour and a half is not called yotzei l'derech. This is not an Ashkenazi Sfardi split, but most of the Ashkenazi poskim happen to not agree with that. They happen to assume that yotzei l'derech means beyond your normal uh, reach of shuls that you would typically daven at. That's outside of your normal town. I guess we could use similar gedarim of Baila Be'ir. You know, well, not exactly. But beyond your normal, uh, your normal where, you would, where you would normally travel to for, uh, for davening. Because, uh, you know, everyone travels before davening. You travel to, I happen to travel about, you know, 50 feet from my house to, to my shul. But everyone, uh, everyone travels. So, so you have to be magdir, obviously. So you assume whatever's outside of your normal your normal range of shuls that you would daven at. Now, how early on does this halacha apply? I mean, let's say I want to wake up at 3 in the morning and I want to come here. It happens to be the fast start of this morning. I think it's something like 4.17. 
So that was uh, a little shachar was uh, kind of early today. So how early does uh, does this halach apply? So the halach is from alosa shachar, from uh, that you know a lot of travel. Ishei Sols points out that even though the posts say alosa shachar, what they must mean is samuchla alosa shachar. That normally when you have a mitzvah to do, you're not allowed to start engaging in some other activity, not just at the zman of that mitzvah, but within 30 minutes of the zman of the mitzvah. So even samuchla alosa shachar would be uh, would be would be forbidden. <laughs> Um, if uh, the, the, the most interesting Chumr though in this in the sugya is the Chumr of the Mishabura. The Mishabura and Sivkat Nyotas, and this would be you know a game changer. Mishabura quotes from the Kesav Mishnah in the sixth parak of Ilkhas Tvila that this halacha is not only about traveling before Shachris, it's also about traveling before Milcha and traveling before Mariv which would be wild. That means if you are in, uh, let's say, Yeshiva University, and you're going home for, uh, you know, you're going home Thursday night for whatever reason, because you don't believe in night Seder on Thursday night. So you, uh, so you decide that, uh, that you're going to daven Mariv uh, at home, so you would not be allowed to go home until you daven Mariv in Yeshiva University. You would not be allowed to go and then just decide to daven wherever your normal shul is, if this, uh, if this halacha uh, were widely accepted. But that's what the Mishra seems to say. The Shulchan Harav and Sif Dalib in Simon Petas strongly <coughs> implies that it only relates to Shachris. So Rav Vazner sort of smooths things over for us a little bit. Rav Vazner and Shevet Alevi Chelichas Seminichas points out that probably you could view it as two distinct problems with traveling before davening. First of all, you're taking care of your own needs before davening. And that's something that only applies to chakras. Because the idea of taking care of your own needs before davening is how could the first thing you do in a day be take care of yourself before you take care of your relationship with the Rebbe Shalom? So that, that's only a chakras issue. That's not a mincha and a marav issue. The second issue, though, is that very often when you travel somewhere else, you ever go to a shul you haven't been to before? So how's your davening when you're in a shul that you haven't been to before? You're worried, are you sitting in someone's seat? You're looking around, oh, look how many windows there are here. I'm gonna, I don't know, you're looking, uh, over here it's easy, none, but you're looking, uh, you, you look at, uh, at, at different things and you're not, you're not really focused. So he says the other issue with traveling before davening is not an issue of taking care of yourself before you take care of your relationship with the Rana Shalom, it's that you're not going to be able to have kavana wherever you're going to because it's not your normal place. It's not your makom kavua. I mean, it relates to the halacha of, uh, of being chayv to be kavaya makom. Let's feel so. So he says, if the place you're traveling to is a shul that you daven in all the time and you have a makom, then you'll have perfect kavana there. You'll have kavana just as well there as you would wherever you are. So then there would be no, no problem of traveling before mincha and mariv. So that's probably what the olam is somechan or some other explanation when, uh, when we all travel and people come home from work all the time after this man Mincha has arrived and still catch Mincha at home or after this man Marv has arrived and still catch Marv at home but it's just important to be aware that this halacha does exist so I tried to be makvid this morning plus they wanted me to give the daf Yomi in shul this morning so I davened uh, in, you know, an early minion gave the daf and uh, came here after, uh, after davening America we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights life liberty and the pursuit of happiness Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.